0: Amazon's got everything you need for your dorm. From everyday essentials and clothing to school supplies to bedding so comfortable, you'll sleep right through your roommate's new hobby.
1: Save on all things college at Amazon.
0: Amazon tiene todo lo que necesitas para tu dormitorio, desde productos esenciales hasta ropa y decoración e incluso ropa de cama para si sí, si sí, si sí, siestas activas. Yeah. Y si estás regulares también. Ahorra en todo para la universidad en Amazon.
2: Hey, it's the Kentucky guy, and thank you so much for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Here at Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast, we talk about past, present, and future wrestlers and promotions. So yeah, I'm so glad that you've joined us. As for myself, I've been watching wrestling off and on for over twenty-five years, and I find much enjoyment into it. I have a whole lot of knowledge, and uh, you know, I kinda I kind of see where some things can be changed and some things are great, right? But anyways, once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And be sure to click subscribe or follow no matter where you're listening to us from. We're on all platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Comcast, uh, Amazon Music, and it goes on and on. So check us out here at Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, The Kentucky Guy. Hey, hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday out there. Uh, I've got a lot of things going on, a very special episode today. Before we get into that, though, let's go over a few house cleaning tips. First of all, if this is your first time listening, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button no matter what platform you're listening to. We are now on all major platforms, including Amazon Music. Uh, For you, uh, we do drop new episodes here every Monday and Friday. Also for you news and political lovers, I do host the show, uh, uh, the Red Pill Current News Podcast. We do drop new episodes there every Wednesday and Saturday. Be sure to check out the special report of Devolution on that episode. All right, guys, so a lot of things going on. What a time it is to be a wrestling fan with this weekend coming up. Man, there's so much going on, but I've got a special treat for you. We have a special guest today. He's a former professional wrestler, and he's also the host of Buzzing with Marlo, uh, the podcast. Everybody, a warm welcome for Mr. Warren Marlo.
1: Hey, I appreciate it, Kentucky guy. I appreciate it. Hey, sir, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, man. Um, I know we're in two different areas. It's finally sunny in Florida right now. So, can't go wrong today. <laughs> We've had so much
2: rain here in the great state of Kentucky, oh, man. Uh, flooding all around. Thankfully, though, uh, the area I'm um, actually in is not uh, not as bad, but shoo, man, all around us. But uh, yeah, so, <laughs> Warren, uh, once again, thank you so much for joining the show. If you could, uh, for our wrestling fans and our uh, audience out there, if you could give a little bit of background about yourself, that would be great.
1: All right, guys. If you don't know, I was the American prodigy. I wrestled for six years on the independent circuit. Um, I had to basically stop wrestling. I'm not going to say retire because, obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm coming back for one. But – um I had to stop wrestling due to a neck injury and a concussion protocol. Um, and one other reason also because I was about to have baby number two and I was just married. So pretty much, you know, the wife probably had a little bit of more of a saying into this one. But yes, um, also, I, I started a podcast basically from um, covid Obviously, anybody knows anything from podcasting, literally COVID's probably when podcasting literally just erupted. Uh, started right around then, um, just wanted to try it, just kind of like even like how I just did with wrestling. I just wanted to try it to say I did it and fell in love with it and got super hooked on it. Uh, same thing about podcasting. Um, I t- I talk from pro wrestlers, uh, guys that I've been in the ring with, uh, um, Authors and movie producers, movie directors, actors, actresses, motivational speakers—you name it. We talk about anything and everything, um, and it's just a good, good time, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I
2: got to—I got to uh, catch a, a few of your episodes in uh, preparing for today's show, and uh, I, I tell you what—you've um, you, got a good thing going there, my friend. Uh,
1: Congratulations!
2: I, I seen the hundredth episode. I think that's amazing. Uh, fantastic
1: yes. um, yeah man it's crazy it's i definitely did not expect like i said like people say we podcasts, i and burn out at episode 10 so it's really cool that i can actually say hey i made it to that 100th mark and we're still going to keep going especially when uh season four gets up and running um in the next three or four weeks
2: oh i'm looking forward to it i actually uh started following the podcast so <laughs> intrigued so that's awesome now you say that um you're coming back for one more match did i catch that correctly yes sir all right
1: uh any uh do you you want to share who it's against or um it was with the guy i had on my podcast for the 100th episode uh his name is el nino oh the um, yeah, yeah yeah he uh- he uh, basically has been running his mouth on social media for about four months. Um, I thought, you know, getting him on the podcast is what he wanted. That's all he wanted. But apparently it became he wanted a more incentive out of it. And I didn't think it would get under my skin until the very end of it. It was just like, you know what? Fine, you know, let's do it. Um, but, yeah, he. I mean – We went for two hours on a podcast for the 100th episode. Uh, Basically, I did not have no response to him at all, really, through the four months of him just sitting here bad-mouthing me and talking bad about my guest and stuff like that. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to bring him on for the 100th episode, but he's going to be in for a treat. Um, Like you just said, you followed the podcast. I don't know if you saw the 100th episode, but I kind of responded back. Instead of me responding through the, ep- the fr- through the messages that he's had on me or my post or everything, all leading up to that hundred episode, I literally just had my response back onto that episode, and it, it definitely was an interesting segment. I'll put it that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I watched um, I watched probably half of it. He kept getting cut off. The part that I watched, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I see the end, unfortunately, but. I've got it. Uh, I've actually got a pause waiting to watch. the And I was actually watching mm-hmm. it on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. The video podcasting. Um, this show is going in that direction. However, yeah. it's so long right now for Anchor to upload a video podcast. Yeah. Just waiting for them to, to uh, work out all their glitches. And then we'll head that way.
1: Oh, so they do have video podcasting now. They do. You have
2: to do it. At okay. Anchor fm and uh and it'll upload to spotify but i'm gonna warn you i did a video podcast just to test it out it was only about maybe 30 minutes long and uh Mm -hmm. two hours of it not uploading and waiting and waiting i just scratched
1: holy moly (laughs) yeah man i i i did anchor for for my first two seasons um like, Anchor really gave me an incentive. Like, you know, hey, you're not having to pay really much anything. You you don't even really have to have the proper pro- podcast equipment. Like, I literally went into doing Buzzing with Marlo riding the coattail of my, my character American Prodigy because, obviously, that's what I thought people cared about. I thought that's what people would always remember me as from American Prodigy, from my I, I always represent my Superman days. Like I used to call it because I treated my character like a superhero. Like I, that's one thing I see when I watch wrestling, I have always looked at pro wrestlers as superheroes. Like this is something you get to live your imagination through inside a ring. And for me to even say that I got to do this and it's, it's still opening to me. Um, everybody's been asking me for for numerous times when I, when I got out, like you're not going to last that long. You're not going to last that long to just want to leave and never come back. I never thought I would come back to this (laughs) and my health and stuff. I've taken very good care of myself through this whole time. I've done so much different changes to my body, which of course anybody that you've known or heard from, or you've even watched on TV when they tell you like, When they first wake up, they have to literally spend almost an hour stretching just to properly function for a day. Like, that was how I was when I first wasn't like when I first had to leave this business because, like I said, I had neck problems. I had a lot of issues regarding, I mean, like, I just had a newborn and I could barely even hold her. And those really made me have real reality effects. Like, you know what, maybe there is more to this. And when I got into the podcasting world, um, I never saw myself as a broadcast analyst. Like <laughs> I'm seeing, like I still don't see myself as that. I see myself as, you know, somebody that just wants to have a conversation with somebody and, That's one thing I try to point out into my episodes every single time is like, hey, you have no strings attached. Like if you want to say something on this podcast, say it like that is one reason why I changed my logo from season one, where it was with my character to the hands unleashed. And it looked like they just broke the handcuffs because now you can you have freedom to say what you want to say. You have freedom to talk about something that you love. Talk about the things that have also been troubling for stuff like that because I want my listeners to be able to live in your shoes for that entire hour or an hour and 30 minutes whatever how long our podcast is like I want my I want our listeners to really get to visualize what it's like to do that occupation and also to realize it is not that hard to get in an occupation if you just set your mind to if you can really research and find some way to do it you can do it. And I've I learned that when I got into the world of pro wrestling. Like I was in the worst state of mind. And this just fell in my lap. Like I've never was that muscular 265 pound dude. No, I'm I'm five eight and I weighed 185 pounds when I first got into the business. And I just realized, you know, hey, there is places on the card that well, now, wrestling now is you can wrestle at 185 pounds and actually win a world heavyweight title. And it's, it's crazy to me still <laughs> that wrestling has gotten to this level. <laughs> it is a,
2: it's an ever-changing business. Um, I've always mm-hmm. wrestling, watching wrestling uh, live or on TV is the mm-hmm. greatest I've ever found from the real world. Uh, I can oh. everything going on and just – you know, live vicariously uh through the uh characters on on television and uh oh I think absolutely got to actually get in the ring and do it. Um so I've got to ask, and I'm sure you're asked this all the time, um have you ever fought or came across any wrestlers like the average fan may have heard of?
1: Uh I've wrestled a lot of guys. Um most of us really can't ever say their names sometimes just because obviously when they were on the federation Obviously, they were signed with someone that we can't. <laughs> you don't want to get held accountable for if they did get hurt. But yeah, I mean, I've wrestled shows with Sabu, um, Ron Simmons. Uh, wow, yeah, those are really cool because you get to just listen to them, and it's really cool just to be able to perform in front of these guys. I mean, not granted, some of them do these shows just because they can't get out of the business. And that's another thing that I was very hesitant when I got, when if I was going to get my foot out of this place is because am I going to sit and want to live that way? Because that is a tough thing to do because when you portray a character for so long, it's hard to be yourself again. And those are the, the negative facts of being a pro wrestler or being an actor or anything like that. Those are some of the things that you have to worry about, but I mean, Ron Simmons is. Oh my gosh, the knowledge you can get just from him is just insane. Um, work shows would like. Um, I don't know if you know a guy named John Davis. Um,
2: yeah. Oh yeah. He actually,
1: he's he was a very good, uh, very good mentor to a lot of guys. Um, I did listen to a recent episode, and you were. I hear you're not a big fan of Austin Theory. Uh, um, Austin Theory is a very big pillar when it comes to incentive for guys to get into the independent wrestling business. Um, Austin really came in as a very humbled guy and so much has come to his way and he's earned every bit of it. I've seen some of the challenges and chases that he has had um, and also guys like Alex Kane, um, it's great to see how much he's grown. I mean, good Lord, he signed an MLW contract a year ago, and now he's one of their main tr- champions. So it's it's really cool that you can put yourself into the group of this, this group that has literally changed pro wrestling and is literally now being like the future big main stars now. Like Austin Theory got – I would say about 75% of pro wrestlers in Georgia from the independent circuit to continue to keep going because now they know, Hey, people are watching. People can see a, a spotlight to this look. So yeah, there's a, a lot of good guys that have came in and out of areas that really are now the big man eventers. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, to be fair
2: uh, on, on Austin, on theory, uh my- mm-hmm. My uh my criticism is just WWE. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And and <laughs> they want you to love to hate this guy, right? I mean that's their whole angle. Oh yeah.
1: Why he's getting the push. Um but you meant go ahead, sorry. See that that's the thing that's the best thing about wrestling. But I mean, wrestling's changed so much from compared to say like when you watched it when you were a kid, is because when wrestling was going on, you knew that you cheered for the baby face and you booed the bad guy like back then wrestling in the eighties, which is crazy still to this day. I know for a fact why so many people didn't want to be a bad guy because you didn't make money because you really did not get, you didn't sell merch or anything like that on at a independent shows or anything like that because literally <laughs> fans ain't buying your stuff. I mean, they're only going for the baby faces and stuff. So it's, it's crazy now. That you can go in a match. And and one thing I, I, I take so much pride in, I got to learn when I got into the business is the baby face's incentive is to show how a fan can even give a dang about you, like really care about you. And it's not based off your actions, it's not based off of you go high fiving people, giving hugs, or anything like that. It's based off of what does the bad guy do to you to for them to even care about you, and it's it's a hit or miss sometimes. I mean, there's some guys that I literally thought could be the best baby faces on the planet and literally stunk a joint out. It's it's because
0: hear that. That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack, and that. That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. It's
1: two roles that got to play in a part. And I will tell you this right now. The match that Austin Theory did with Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank is probably one of the best matches I've seen him do in WWE. Um, the, the way he got the crowd to go back and forth with him and even to actually give him like a little baby face turn of event in that match but also switch it right back to being that ultimate bad guy. that's where I can tell is like, you know what, that guy's going to be like one of those Randy Orton's like in the next three years, like literally can turn a switch easily and get the crowd to have a feeling for a second and then to turn it right back. Those are things that I look at when I look at like a baby face and a bad guy, like who can really give you a feeling. And I mean, obviously me knowing Austin Theory, wow, so give me a feeling just because I know the guy. (laughs) So it's not like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, boo you, whatever. Like, you you can see just the growth that these people have done. I mean, Riddle, I mean, out of anybody, nobody expected Riddle to be where he is because the way he wrestled, especially when he never wore shoes. Like, I discredit that so badly because I remember – when I get in the ring, I'm having at least two to three ankle braces on my under my boot just so I don't have problems. So with him not even having an ankle brace and stuff, that just blew my mind. Like It's just crazy to see the little features that a wrestler can bring, and it shows feeling to the audience. Yeah, I
2: agree 100%. And when you talk about making people care, uh, The Miz comes to mind. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he can... Any would it doesn't matter if he's news. What's that?
1: I love news. Yeah, he. It, I mean the sh- the reality show. I think kind of killed the the heel persona for him for a little bit, but for him to still captivate an audience with the reality show, like you're seeing this guy be a dad being a great husband, being a good human being, but when you see him on TV, he's just that evil, bad. I mean, I, I read. Th- We're not allowed to cuss, but that that chicken, that chicken boy, like literally, he he literally will send off anybody to fight his battles for him, and and you can just sit there and still boo him out of the building. But still, I mean, Ms. and Mrs. That is still one of the number one watched shows on, on USA and probably in cable right now. So it's just cool to see how you can change. The audience's viewers that way. They're like, hey, you know, hey, I love, Miz. like, my wife. She is a big Miz fan, literally loves this guy. Now, and is my wife one of those diehard wrestling fans from a long time ago? No. Like, my wife, here's an example. My wife and me, we went to WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. My wife's approach to wrestling was she knew all the NXT rosters, but she couldn't even tell you who Shawn Michaels Or Kevin Nash, Um, (laughs) a good few. And it was pretty embarrassing to actually go to these events and her not knowing who these people were because her favorite guys were Enzo Amore and Mojo Raleigh and stuff like that because it's just their character wise. So it's just crazy to see how you can control an audience just by how you are yeah it, it, it's just it's insane to me
2: and i think that the wwe is making a mistake trying to have logan paul be a baby face um uh, i don't think it's going to work what do you think um,
1: my honest opinion about logan paul uh i was not a big fan of him for a long time i thought him and his brother were a joke uh they're youtubers whatever and YouTube? i and i did have I did have a recent episode. We, I did have a talk about this on a, a former podcast that was on. Also shout out to my boys uh, the, on the commission. We uh, talk about as three podcasters turning into one. And um, we talk about just the stuff that goes on in wrestling. Uh, my boys, uh, Shiz Blackheart and my new, the new father of our podcast. Now, Mr. Dre, he just had his baby boy just this morning. Um, but, uh, and my boy uh, Cyber Yeti, we talked about this. And um, Logan Paul has more reaction to fan base than a lot of wrestlers had in this year. Like literally that WrestleMania that he done. I looked at it. I was like, you know what, Logan Paul. It, it was shocking for me to say it. I'm like, he's he's built for WWE. Like honestly who Logan Paul reminds me of is the Miz. Literally really? reminds me of the Miz, the, how he comes in and literally, and I'm not telling you this right now, Logan Paul is going to really, and I've heard numerous things from people and they say that he's really respectful of things. And I, I think the babyface thing will go well because most of the fans in WWE are kids. So kids are going to look at it as, oh, he's facing Miz. I'm going to cheer for him cuz I don't like Miz. Like these kids don't watch reality shows and stuff like that. So they don't know how Mike is on TV and stuff like that. So wh- I would say Miz is kind of like how Austin theories would you put him with you put them with anyone. They will make somebody care about who they're wrestling just because it's them. That's how you know you are a great heel in wrestling because 90% of a heel's actions is what helps the fans care about a baby face. I agree. I agree 100%.
2: Uh, Kevin Owens is another good example of that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, my
1: goodness. I could talk about Kevin Owens all day. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned
2: uh, about wrestlers who just um, – how it's hard to just get away from the business. Uh, something to come to mind, as soon as you said that it clicked, because, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, what a weekend to be a wrestling fan. Uh, <laughs> Ric Flair's last match. Oh, yeah. Any thoughts about that?
1: All right. So, I also talked about this also. Because people have been so nervous about hearing about Ric Flair's Emory ability. Um, people, if I'm pretty sure you can visualize this. Wrestling was drawn out for anyone to perform. When I say anyone to perform, like if you are a smart worker, you won't get hurt in the match. Believe it or not, because the way it's based off your character driven. and that's one thing that people are not going to realize when they when they see this match is it's going to be a character based match. Now, Andrade and Jay Lethal, they're going to do their fast paced ordeal like they're like no other. And, and that's another thing I got with wrestling on some things, too. It's just we need to make the moves matter again. Like, those are the things that I see. But with Ric Flair, man, I, Ric Flair, he wasn't known for his move. And yeah. I And I don't want people to get mad at me when I say this. He wasn't known for his moves. He was known for his selling. And who was also signed by WWE his very first tryout. Not based off his moves, by his selling. His name is The Rock, and he became literally one of the biggest stars out there. And that's one thing I would say that you're going to see of Ric Flair is just him selling. Um, I did see. I know we saw clips of him being on a top rope. He's. I I think Ric Flair is really going a little bit too crazy on that a little bit, but there is a saying in wrestling, and it's something that I learned a long time. I stood by it when I first started. And then obviously when I got bigger, I kind of eased off of it because of how wrestling goes going. So everybody's going fast paced, doing everything. I'm one of those guys that say, Hey, slow you down. You know, the saying less is more. I think that's going to be the thing. And I think it's going to be a good match. It's not going to be one of these new Japan type style matches that everybody's watching on AEW and ring of honor every single day. Um, it's gonna be a really Jim Crockett pro wrestling style match.
2: <laughs> I I think that's why they built the card around it to have those yeah. for uh, like the uh, New Japan and AEW type yeah. of match. Um, yeah. yeah there, um he you know, he, he's a lot he's just like in my opinion, like Hulk Hogan, you know. I mean Hulk yeah. Hogan matches
1: with the Hogan was known for his selling, yeah. He was he was known for just I mean, Hogan was – which which is crazy because I was not even really around when Hogan was, like, obviously that big guy and whatever. But I went back and watched Hogan's matches, and I was just sitting there like how everybody was so immortalized by Hogan. And, like, I looked at him was like, the dude don't even have a six-pack. Like, how is everybody saying he's so muscular? But I, you see his arms. His arms look like the size of someone's legs. Like, that is what Hogan was known for was his his arms. And, I mean, he told a story with just those two body parts, his arms. So when he hits you with his fist, somebody would sell it a little bit more just because, obviously, the power of his biceps. Like, it was kind of a story with that. But, ah, man, Hogan had some, yeah, Hogan is actually a good comparison. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, he, he was definitely, he, yeah, he's definitely a good comparison with that for sure. Did a lot, especially of- little, especially with that horseshoe hair style he had. <laughs> I guess that just flings up every time it gets hit. The hair just slightly, just right to the side, you know.
2: <laughs> I did a lot of research on Hogan uh, and uh, watched a lot of his matches uh, when I was working mm-hmm. episodes uh, just about him when he was in New Japan Wrestling. Which oh I- yeah, he was there that long. He actually got married uh, to his. Mm-hmm. Horse- uh, so yeah, and some of those matches he were, he was in was brutal, but it was the same move every single match. Yeah. Uh, and it just uh, I, I couldn't. And they they ate it up, man. I mean, they ate it up. So, uh, but yeah. So I'm looking forward to Ric Flair's last match uh, only because I've always liked Ric Flair. I think mm-hmm. I think Andrade is uh, an up and coming star. Uh, I really do. Uh, I watched him in that triple-A, uh, triple yeah. match against Kenny Omega. I don't know if he had a chance to ever watch that, but I mean, he oh, was a yeah. match.
1: I mean, I think this match is more for Andrade because, yeah. I mean, this is his son-in-law. Like Wrestling, I mean, Ric Flair, honestly, I really think his last match should always still be that match he did with Shawn. Like, it, and I'm never gonna sit here and say just based off the moveset of how that match was. It was the reaction when sh- when Flair is slowly getting up crying. Oh, Sean. Sean's hesitating to hit him with the super kick because Sean knows it is it. That is it. Like it is and honestly, that it was still crazy because that was actually one of Sean's first matches he's won in WrestleMania. Because no if nobody knows Sean doesn't really win at WrestleMania. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's the craziest thing to me is, like, the reaction, the feeling of that entire match. Like, literally, you cannot tell me there was not one dry eye watching that match.
2: Oh, literally. When Sean mouthed the word. See, Shawn Michaels uh, is my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. Of- and uh, when you yeah. he- the words to Ric Flair, I love
1: you, before he super kicked him, dude, that will haunt me <laughs> for the rest and of the for, my- for Flair to actually say, come on, come on. Like he knew it was coming. I'm just like, oh man. Like I still cannot watch that and not have a and have a dry dry eyes. Because it's those are the things that I love about wrestling. I want feeling to matches. I want feeling towards what's going on. So like when I like on my matches, like when I was go to hit a code breaker, I would tease it every single time I could get a chance to because guess what? When I hit that code breaker, that's it. You're done. And now wrestling has gotten to a point where we're hitting super kicks at the very opening of the match. And I'm just like, you can't finish the match with that now because you've just proven it's done. Like, uh, like, moves-
2: like five F5s in a match. Oh my gosh. It it's just, <laughs> I think that's what hurt. That's why nobody's really looking forward to the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar
1: match. Oh, that's gonna be a good match, though. It, it's gonna be a good match because you got two behemoths, and and I I don't know if you've been watching the AE the AE series where they talk about WWE rivalries. Um, they were talking about you know when you think of Austin, you can't say you don't think of Rock. Like Rock is right behind him. Very, they're like literally almost right next to each other, and. And when I think about it now, like really Romans reigns, number one dance partner that he has had wrestling is got to be Brock. Yep. Like, I mean, those two literally just clicked together. Now, obviously the matches that we, I think the WrestleMania match, everybody was more intrigued with it just because Roman Reigns was going to be the bad guy. Like Roman Reigns has been expected to be this bad guy for so long. Like, Literally, he's been the Vince McMahon guy every match that they'd done and Roman would lose. Like, Roman finally got the triumphant win. I think it was at a steel cage match or something. I can't remember. I think it was in Saudi Arabia or whatever. But that was a different thing with the match. This one, it's a last man standing. So no one's got to be pinned. And obviously, we know there's going to be a little – catch at the end or something we don't i mean it hasn't happened yet so we can't sit there and say oh you know they're ringside news and said this and this which i wish people would stop doing so badly just watch the matches just watch the product of what it's given to you i promise you you will enjoy the product more if you don't know the back the backstage stuff like it, it, that part drives me nuts more than anything. Like when I see people say, "Hey man, he he didn't need that push." I'm like, "Well, he lost the match, so obviously, <laughs> that's it's done." Like you know what I mean? Like it pin one, two, three, the match is over. Like I, I think it's gonna be a good match because one, it's in Nashville. Nashville is a hot crowd for for matches that do like obviously you're gonna see the big spots. You you're gonna see these two probably spear each other through a titantron or spear each other through the barricades which i was always a big fan of the barricades explosion just because it looks so freaking sweet like like i said wrestling looks like superheroes so when you're watching brock lesnar and roman reigns which two big 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 behemoths like literally right now brock lesnar is still probably the the strongest son of a gun on this planet i think right now like literally just brock lesnar is a -a one-of-a-kind guy (laughs) literally and he is literally the modern day andre the giant and if anybody wants to argue with me on this he is an attraction brock doesn't need to be at a show every single week brock shows up ratings jump brock shows up People watch matches because of Brock. It doesn't matter the timing. It doesn't matter of what it happens. It is because Brock Lesnar is in front of you on this screen. Brock Lesnar is not one of these guys that literally you could go in a bar and look at and say, hey, man, you stunk the joint up, whatever. You're going to be terrified even talking to this man. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the one thing I, I still sit here and say I'm, I'm very appreciative w- about Brock Lesnar being in the sport because – brock is enjoying himself now like brock is really being there now just because he wants to be there
0: hear that that's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack and that that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors right now there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day that's why at Paraton, we do the can't-be-done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.
1: I agree. I mean, that that's the craziest thing people don't realize. Like, Brock is wanting to entertain y'all. Brock is very non-people's a, a people's person. Brock doesn't like people. <laughs> he doesn't. He has a ranch all the way in, I think, Toronto right now. Like, he doesn't want to be around people. So, with him being on your TV and stuff, that is a big deal for him. And, obviously, with Paul Heyman as the addition, and, I mean, obviously, the Usos thing is probably going to be – the Usos are probably going to be in this match, guaranteed it. I mean, it's going to be something really interesting. The The match is going to be good. Yeah, the Dave Meltzer fans, whatever, they're going to look at it and go, you know, this was a good match.
2: You know, I think it's going to be a good match because I think that they've heard, and I'm talking about Roman and Brock themselves, they've heard Mm -hmm. about people talking about the supposed to have been the greatest match ever at WrestleMania and so forth, and they know that it really didn't live up to the hype, and I think they're going to this time. I I really do. Um, I think it's going to be a great match. I think that, uh, something that happened this week, uh, that kind of, I don't know where they're going with it because triple H, as you know, he's ahead of Mm -hmm. WWE, um, supposedly riddle got hurt on raw and now that canceled with him and Seth Rollins, but they say Seth Rollins is still going to be a part of the show. Yep. So I'm just wondering, uh. Wondering what's going to happen, you know, where, where is he going to come in? You know, there uh, is he going to. Um, have-
1: good question. So did you see the card that did you see all the events that are going to be happening for the Ric Flair match? Uh, I you mean all the matches? No, no, not not the matches. Like there's a big events going on. I think I think the event is either tomorrow or it's today. I think it's today because obviously they're not going to do anything to invade WWE's press for SummerSlam because SummerSlam is like the new WrestleMania right now. So there is one it's called the show What's Next for Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah. And Johnny Gargano is in Nashville and when they made this announcement I saw something on on Twitch whatever Johnny Gargano was training. And obviously he said he wasn't taking bookings until summers until summertime okay why not him come back at Summerslam? especially knowing that triple h is now fresh and new he knows the business is going to be so much more different i know a lot of people sit here and saying you know with vince gone um they're probably going to stick with it whatever no vince has nothing no say right now into anything that's going on and I mean, it's still crazy that this man retired because I never thought I'd even be able to experience this. I was expecting breaking news, Vince McMahon passed away, and he still say, hey, the show must go on. Don't don't worry about my funeral. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like just how we've all seen this thing. Like, I think it's gonna be Johnny Gargano or I don't see why it would be Edge just because Edge has got no storyline with this right now, unless if... He wrestled with Impact this week, though.
2: Huh? Johnny was on Impact this week.
1: Yeah. He
2: was on... Uh, he was paying tribute to Alex Shelley. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. So you think maybe with Triple H as a head of creative, they're going to cut that. Uh, You know, Vince had a very strong rule about... Uh, wrestlers under contract going to other promotions.
1: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's a hit or miss. I mean, if – and I see why Vince's reactions was to that too because, I mean, like me, I'm a independent pro wrestler. I cannot say I was a big draw or whatever because I didn't go to the WWE programs or anything. So I can only use the title as independent pro wrestler, which I – I take very with pride like it's really tough to even say hey I was an independent pro wrestler but it is more impactful to say you were a WWE superstar because guess what and I learned this on the independent circuit like say like when I did a show with Sabu or somebody and of course they're going to be on the flyer with you but guess what their title is former WWE, former ECW, guess what? You just drew more money that way because now fans are going to show up more because they're saying, hey, I saw this guy on TV, such and such. Like, I was very excited about when I was going to do the show with Sabu because Sabu wrestled John Cena. Sabu's wrestled RVD. Like, Sabu's wrestled Taz. Like, Sabu put ECW on a very good pedestal for a long time. Oh, yeah. It draws money that way, so I see what they were doing with that. But as we all said too, now we're in this era now. Wrestlers, they have choices. Like at that time back then, I mean, with the John Cena era, whatever, it was a it was a a murder scene basically to go back to the independent circuit to draw and try to revamp your career because one which AEW has not been very smart on either when they do this, is when you get this wrestler, you need to put a brand on them for one reason only, and WWE has done it, and it's, and it's done good for wrestlers, and it's also been a major struggle why you don't hear about these guys when they, get off, when they get out of WWE. It's because they don't know any other character than what they were in the big company. Nobody's going to know who you were unless you were in that company. I mean, look at Billy Gunn. Nobody's going to look at Billy Gunn and go, oh, you know, you're you're with your sons right now, but we remember how hot and heavy you were on uh, D-Generation X. Like, Billy Gunn will always have that label as the DX guy, the New Age Outlaws guy. Like, regardless of what his career is, that is what he's going to be known as. And i mean one guy that's done successful now which i'm so proud of because i knew he could i knew he was capable of doing something is matt cardona and and i say it right now matt cardona is going to probably sign with the wwe again within the next two years what? and his character is going to be so much different than what it was when he was Zack ryder Yeah, I hope he's
2: not a Zack Ryder again is what I was getting ready to say. I I see Matt Cardona coming back like a Cody Rhodes, you know what I mean? Doing his Mm -hmm. own. Uh, He's a world champion now, and and, uh, he had the 10 pounds of gold, and uh, Matt Cardona is just – he was underutilized. And I see them doing this now uh, to my – to actually shocking – it shocks me – is AJ Styles. I think they're wasting that talent. Mm -hmm. I really do.
1: I, I think it's not necessarily he's wasting talent. It's because AJ's a family man now. Like, AJ is – AJ goes do his shows, and he ha, he does some house shows, but AJ's got a, a family at home. And AJ's at the age now, he's like, hey, you know, I can sign this amount of contract, and I can work these shows and still not have to worry about, hey, if I'm going to get a paycheck next week. Like – like, people don't realize it. AJ's got two kids now they are almost in high school. Like, he's – it it's not that easy on those things. Like, a lot of people sit here and go, you know, they're underutilizing them. They're doing this. They're doing this. AJ is doing his own thing. Like, AJ is, I'm pretty sure, very happy where he is because AJ wouldn't have re-signed with him if he wasn't happy. Right. Um, I mean, AJ has literally – like, we talk about Matt Cardona, man. If AJ Styles never wrestled like how he did in TNA, you would never have saw him on this big platform right now. Oh, he because honestly, I watched TNA because of AJ Styles. Uh if anybody's seen anything of my character, AJ Styles had a huge influence on the American Prodigy. Yeah, I watched uh AJ in a uh
2: interview and uh he mm-hmm. had, I was always a big fan. I watched AJ uh all through TNA when Ric Flair was there and uh, he was his manager, and before that, mm-hmm. some great matches. Oh, my son's favorite. He's my son's favorite wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> AJ had uh, some of those tremendous matches with uh, Christopher Daniels and, and so on. Mm-hmm. I did hear him say in an interview, though, uh, how phenomenal would AJ be without TNA? So he does give a lot of to
1: mm-hmm. impact. I mean, that's one reason why the. the- Gave him the authorization to go, go in and do the little tribute video to uh, TNA for the Slammiversary, which people, I don't think, or don't know yet. WWE and TNA are slowly working together. Yeah,
2: that, uh, you know, I kind of suspected that uh, because of some things that I've heard and seen and mm-hmm. I that uh, the W. WWE, I think, is going to change for the better. I think there's going to be a big change with Triple H at the helm, and I think yep. there's going to be a lot of more uh, a, a lax approach uh, when it comes to these other organizations. I really mm-hmm. would see the WWE uh, start working again
1: like they used to with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, there's so much. Opportunity- That's a hit or a miss. That's a hit or a miss, and the only reason why I say that is because. Look at the show that they did with AEW. Um, Honestly, a lot of the guys were upset that they had to put over a lot of the AEW guys. And the one thing I say about New Japan guys, which it's also... I will say the most positive thing from that show, the forbidden door, was you got to showcase the the New Japan guys here in a U.S. audience. And now people are going to go watch New Japan Pro Wrestling now just because of that show. But... For AEW guys, I don't think it was more of that, that effect because, like, I, I say it all the time, you know, people might get mad at me, whatever, I wish Tony Khan would be more of a booker instead of a fan when he does these matches. I mean, you can book all these great, great matches, but if you don't have any meaning towards them, like... Tony's really going to get that realization when, when they realize, hey, we're going to book Forbidden Door over in New Japan next season, next year. And he doesn't get that much creative and most of his guys don't get the, the acknowledgement that they want and stuff. That's where that code problem's going to have an issue with. Like, you can showcase guys, and that's one thing wrestling's got to get back to that realization. Your guys don't have to win a match to be showcased. Like, just show your performance. Do what you need to do. Get the match to what it, what you're trying to tell in the story and captivate the audience. Don't worry about, hey, who's winning, who's losing. Like, you need to focus on the, the stage more than anything. And I wish so badly, and I think this is one reason why it's so hard to cross-utilize with out-of-states and stuff, obviously, with the COVID protocols and all this other stuff which i was shocked and i mean obviously forbidden door delivered when you got uh i i can't say his first name i always call him cesaro just because it was so much easier to say oh claudio um, yeah claudio but i mean they delivered with that thing and i had a, and i had a feeling it was going to happen i'm happy for that one because yes he was I would say for a fact underutilized in WWE, but he did lack in promo, and that's a big thing about being a champion. You have to go on platforms, showcase. You you're having to go to boys and girls club, having to do all these sponsorships, all these fundraisers, all these things. Like people don't realize how much stuff has to go into that. And if AJ Styles would to be the heavyweight champion right now, guess what? AJ Styles is going to be on robot mode. Like AJ Styles is not going to get to have free time and go hang out with the wife or with the kids, go to school, watch their football games, watch their basketball games, stuff like that. No, when you have the championship title, that is a ticket saying, hey, get this over to this show. Get this over. Sell these tickets. Sell this merch. Sell whatever we're looking at doing. You have to get that incentive. So, And that's one thing I would say with New Japan Pro Wrestling is, they just they just do it to book shows. They do it to wrestle. They don't look at it as promoting standpoint. They don't look at it all as that. That's one reason why New Japan has never had the airtime as like it got for the forbidden door, which now we got a wrestling generation that actually care about the fast paced, what I used to, what I call it, the tennis playing matches. Because everything's so dang fast, it's like literally watching the tennis ball back and forth. And there's only so many matches on a card you can sit there and watch a style match like that. <laughs> so it, it's it's a hit or miss. I think it would be cool to see them showcase with New Japan Pro Wrestling stuff like that. But it's also you also know the reasons why they don't do it. I think if they're gonna do it, something like that, do it kind of like how um, like how basketball, football, and all them do it do it as like an all star game. Do it like a fantasy fantasy match where fans get to vote who they think they want to come from New Japan to come and face the top WWE guy or whatever. Now, don't have that incentive idea of like, oh, they booked him like this. No, just look at it as, oh, man, this is going to be an awesome show. This is going to be a cool match. Like, if people would have that incentive and look at a match like that way, I guarantee you, as much as people hate WWE, as much as people want to sit here and say what, what it is, whatever, you will watch that match as a different outlook. Absolutely. And uh,
2: I guess the reason why I said that is because I've been a fan of New Japan mm-hmm. for a while, and uh, I was very excited for the Forbidden Door. Um, mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be, just to be honest with you. Um, but there was some great moments in it. Um, mm-hmm. The Jay White-Okada match uh, with uh, Adam Rose, I think that was a great match. Um, And, you know, John Moxley, he always puts on a heck of a show no matter who he wrestles. So um, I don't – I'm not a big fan of of an interim world champion title
1: to (laughs) me, but, you know. (laughs) That's where they're messing up on, and, and this is one thing I used to hate about WWE. Why are we doing all these titles? I get it. You want you want titles to mean something. Don't have so many of them. Make it to where people really feel appreciated that they got that that they're getting to have that name on that championship though. Like I remember like I've wrestled independent promotions that literally only have four titles. You feel very special to get one of those titles because it's only four of them. So for you to be one of those four, I I appreciate that more than a a, a company that has, like, 16 titles, 20. and you, you, You're just sitting there like, all right, we get a, a participation award now. Like, I it that part drives me nuts. Um, The Trios title, I know they've been sitting here pushing that thing for a long time. I know the group of guys that I am with the Wrestling Podcast, shout out to the PUWF. I know they're really big on this, but – I don't like it just because, first of all, six-man tag matches I never liked, ever, in my wrestling careers, ever. I thought they were a cluster. It doesn't matter how a match can go, whatever. Those are some very hard matches to do just because you have too many moving parts in a match. And now you have having a title for these things. Now you're going to have to see more of these things. And a lot of wrestlers don't like six, a lot of wrestlers don't like tag team matches. And that's one reason why tag team matches have been so deteriorated for so long, which now you got people that are appreciating to be in the tag team spot, but which I'm a huge supporter of FTR. Revival, whatever we want to call them. I've been a big fan of them. I sit here and say still one of the best matches that WWE has showcased in a long time is America Alpha versus the Revival. Um, I think that it was, was- TakeOver Dallas. That was my one ma- major favorite match, and I wish they never split American Alpha up. That was my favorite tag team.
2: <laughs> Jordan, right? When Jordan was a part of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I love that tag team, especially with Gable. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, those two clicked so freaking well. And then Dash and Dawson, like, I mean, uh, what are they called now? Dax and what's the other one? hardwood hardwood okay yeah that's
2: a uh but uh yeah chad gable i think that uh he's uh, uh you know he's he's one of those guys that uh he's so phenomenal and uh it's just um i don't know i i can see i know that he's small right that he's mm-hmm. short, but uh he just he has championship uh material written all over him yeah. in my mind He's just amazing. He reminds me of a, of a young Kurt angle. I, I
1: said that first, but honestly, Chad reminds me of Jericho because so? Jericho was labeled as that cruiserweight for so long and Chad can wrestle any style. Like Chad really is very, very skilled and And I still say, and I've sitting there and listened to a couple of podcasts where Kurt Angle praises him, but I see him being like a mixture of Chris Jericho, especially at his early ages. Now, I'm good with that. Chad will get more of a, I think Chad is going to get more of an incentive after he's there a lot longer, which everybody's sitting there saying, you know, he's been there for such and such long, but. I think for him to stick it out as more as he will, you'll see a title on him. Well, yeah, and he's went through he's all the a phenomenal tag team guy, and for him to change his character and make some nonsense shush thing get completely over, it, I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that uh, you know, he's survived all these cuts that WWE's had, mm-hmm. so definitely have a plan. Okay, so uh, Warren, we only have about five minutes left. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, any predictions
1: for SummerSlam for us All right, so I I'm not picking the flavor of the month I think Bianca Belair is going to lose to Becky Lynch Um, if Becky doesn't win Bailey's coming back there's going to be an effect where Bailey's finally going to show back up and that's been the big wait for a lot for especially on the women's division Mm -hmm. uh I say Roman's going to beat Brock, but actually, you know what? It's going to be a draw between those two. Theory's going to come out, and I think cashed it in, which I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Uh, Miz versus Lo- Logan Paul. Obviously, we know the end result of that one. I think that's going to be a very good match just because this is what it is and the character driven from both of them. They're going to really just really shake the crowd. Uh, I think Johnny Gargano might get one of the biggest pops this weekend because uh, I say he's going to show up and face Seth Rollins, which we know Seth Rollins is probably the best wrestler going right now.
2: Oh, I didn't and, tell
1: you on that, did I?
2: Oh, I forgot. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, you're good. No, uh, literally, I will say Seth Rollins is captivating himself. And I literally I put Seth Rollins into that. Triple H pillar from the Attitude Era. Seth Rollins is that in this this era right now? Like literally, Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers out here, and it's not based off his moves. It's based off of what he did with Cody in a Hell in a Cell match with a torn bicep. I mean, a torn pec. So that just literally took him to stardom, especially Cody. That shot him up to the John Cena ranks. But I say that one. Um, I'm trying to remember some more of the matches. I want the Street Profits to really get something. Uh, obviously, I've been hearing a lot of things about a lot of people saying, you know, with Montez getting the push, whatever. Honestly, I think Angelo Dawkins is going to turn on Montez because uh, the big favorite it is. And Angelo Dawkins is going to shock the world because this boy has been putting in major work as a singles competitor that people don't know of yet. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised to see what they're going to get with him because I have said it from day one, Dawkins was going to be a good asset, but he's just going to have to have that right partner to get him really steamrolling. I think him turning on Montez is going to really change the game for that. Um, Obviously, we're going to probably see the Fiend come back with Edge and – I'm trying to think of more that's going on. Obviously, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey, I think that's going to be an interesting match just because Ronda is getting better in the ring. A lot of people might get mad when I say that, but she is actually getting better as a ring psychology-wise in the ring. Maybe the moves haven't been the best, but her psychology in the ring has gotten very well. Uh, I wish that they would continue that story between her and Natty. That was a pretty interesting one. But obviously, I think Liv is going to win this one just because Liv is the the hottest thing going on right now, right behind Bianca Belair. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the good amount that I could think of right off the head right now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I agree. Liv Morgan is over. I, I'm kind of thinking that maybe uh, I can't see them actually letting her pin Rhonda cleanly. I look for, like you mentioned, Bailey or even Charlotte Flair. Uh, showing up because it's about charlotte. time for-
1: charlotte's in nashville we know yep. that charlotte's yep. in nashville because obviously with her dad and stuff and they've been training back and forth so i think with charlotte and bailey coming back is really going to help the women's division
2: now you said something very interesting that that kind of caught me off guard a little bit you think the fiend uh bray oh, white
1: yeah. yeah at SummerSlam. No independent pro no promotion was going to be able to pay what Bray White's asking. None at all. And now that Vince is not there anymore, you want to make a draw and Bray and going gimmick wise. Like I tell people gimmicks is what makes wrestling. Bray is not the best wrestler, but his character it works. And I see Bray coming back really soon.
2: Wow. Okay. And, and that's exciting to me because I was a Fiend fan. So that was very exciting. I thought that uh, I thought they should have never took the belt off of them. Uh, the way that they, you know, the immortality kind of thing they had, like when back in the day, mm-hmm. when, uh, I think it was working. Um, I do look for Edge to come back. My theory on Seth Rollins at uh, SummerSlam is I think his opponent may be Cody Rhodes.
1: No, he ain't back in time. You don't think he's ready? Uh, he's not. He's no. not. He's not able to really get in that gear yet. Because you got to think, Cody got hurt from just working out. So, I mean, it's it's tough to get back in there, especially with a torn bicep. Which I'm pretty sure he's been, he's probably in the ring now, bumping a little bit, but not continuously. I think it. I think it's too short if he is gonna come back right off the rip which would be awesome, but I think Cody will be there, obviously, but I don't see him wrestling Seth yet just because you don't want to rush that, especially what they're trying to do with Cody. You don't want to rush it. I mean, Cody done what he needed to do. When Cody wrestled with the, the torn bicep, I meant the torn pec. I don't know why I keep saying bicep. The torn pec, that made him. That made Vince McMahon look at him and go, you know what? We're putting it on him. I don't care when he comes back. He just proved to me he is what we're looking for. This is why I brought him back. And yep. I see that. And And Cody is literally the perfect champion mold that Triple H would want. And I think that,
2: you know, the rumor mill, I keep hearing that he'll be back at the Royal Rumble. You know, it's in January. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just... uh Boy, that would be something though. That you talk about a pop if he did show up, uh, being you know Seth's mystery partner for the se- or mystery opponent for the second time. <laughs> that would mm-hmm. that would be something else. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, uh, Warren, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, very enlightening, uh, and I hope that you come back. I know I'm going to have a uh, a bunch oh, of, uh, uh wanting you to come back and him uh, more questions, and I really appreciate it, man um so are you uh, are you watching uh,
1: all the events this weekend or oh absolutely man absolutely i'm looking forward to it man, it's like i i tell people right now wrestling is at the hottest that it could ever be it's not just one company that you got to watch now like you get so many options like i i use this reference very well it's literally like a kid in a candy store You can choose between a Snickers. You can choose between a Butterfinger. You can choose between so many different chocolate bars now. And they don't all taste the same because there's so much differential things that go into these companies. Like I tell people all the time, watch MLW. Because if you really are a wrestling, wrestling fan, watch MLW. Those guys are tearing it down every single week. Um, It's – it's just a different look towards things. I mean, AEW, as much as I rag on it, I'm happy to what it does. But I, like I said from day one, I just don't like how Tony Khan books his matches. I don't like how he books the feuds. I don't like how he does stuff when wrestlers contracts are slowly coming up and he doesn't even let them know that their contracts is up. He just says, Hey, it was great working with you. And I'm not resigning you because you were a flavor of that month, basically. And now, Tony is actually becoming a victim of his own product as well because AEW was supposed to focus on independent wrestling. Instead, now you just proven I got to get these WWE guys, I got to get these Impact guys, and I got to get these guys to get this show over nowadays. And he, but, needs,
2: he needs a road dog or Kevin Sullivan, or he needs one of those type of guys to take that. I business. don't know about Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> good booker man back in the day
1: right oh yeah absolutely absolutely he, he's he was a character I, i've i've heard some stories about him <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh yeah and road dog has actually put out on different social media platforms that uh he's willing to talk to tony call on about work mm-hmm. so yep. he definitely tony con definitely needs help in his women's division i promise so <laughs> but uh all right uh so um uh, Mr. Marlowe, uh, do you have uh, any social media that you want to promote before we go?
1: Yes, absolutely. So you can follow me on Inc. I'm in mean, on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can check me out on Warren Marlowe, and then obviously you could. Uh, we have a page for the podcast. It's called Buzzing with Marlowe Podcast. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook page. You can check us out on Instagram at Buzzing with. Uh, that is our thing. Obviously, it was too long. You couldn't put Buzzing with Marlowe on it for some weird reason. But, and also we got on Twitter, uh, Buzzing Marlo. You can check us out on there. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. I mean, like I said, we are coming back on the in about four weeks. Uh, big episodes are going to be coming up because I will be revealing the date and time, uh, the date and the area that my last match will be at. This will be my very last one. I know people say, oh, people say that all the time. This will be my last match. And I'm putting so much time and effort into this. I've trained my butt off. I have narrowed down from eating because I used to eat over 4,000 calories a day to now 2,500 calories a day. So literally, I've been so dedicated to get myself prepared for this match. You're going to get a very, very cool outlook with this, but uh, our podcast We will be on season four in about four weeks, like I said. Uh, Go check out our our last episode, the 100th episode, uh, basically with all my former guests from the audio to now video. Uh, It's been a very awesome ride. You can check us out on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, LinkedIn. (laughs) I can't name all of them. It's crazy. Amazon Music, uh, Podbean, uh, Podchase, Pod... Podville, I think, Podvine, Podvine, and um, most importantly, iHeartRadio. Hey, That's get- just to name a few. I can't name them all. <laughs> <laughs> so just like uh,
2: Against the Matt Wrestling Podcast, he is on all major platforms. Uh, uh, so be sure to check him out, and that is called Buzzing with Marlo. Uh, one last thing. We do have a lot of up-and-coming uh, podcasters that listen to the show. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. that you were with Anchor and you're no longer – uh, would you care who you're with now, and and maybe you know the difference that you found in the two.
1: Um, I do all my episodes on Streamyard now. Uh, you can do audio and video on it, and the editing is so much nicer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can avow for that one. Uh, the editing can be a pain when it comes to the podcast world, but and, I'm in spot uh, Streamyard. I literally did not want to do video for so long just because I filmed all my episodes from season one and two in my garage and it was 110 degrees and I'm sweating my butt off while I'm doing these episodes. So I obviously didn't want to see, have people seeing me just sweating like crazy profusively. So obviously I got into a newer location and stuff like that. And we went with StreamYard. Uh, It's very easy very simple things. Like I said, you can do an audio version and video and you can send it to anywhere. Like you have rights to your files and everything. Simple, simple, simple. One question. Uh, StreamYard. Yeah. You have guests on like video. Yes. You can. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a, that was a big thing for me too, because I'm not a big fan of zoom. Zoom is kind of rocket science for me some ways, but Streamyard is very easy to do it. And it looks really awesome. Really awesome. I would definitely say that. Definitely recommend StreamYard. Fantastic. StreamYard. StreamYard. We
2: will definitely check it out. Guys, you heard it here first. Uh, check out StreamYard. Also, check out Anchor if you're brand new. Anchor is a good way to get into the business as well. Um, mm-hmm. you don't have all the money to spend on the proper audio and so forth. So, once again, we want to thank you all for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. And uh, remember... God bless and God bless America. Thank you guys so much for joining us.